It's Hello Black Baby. We back at it again, you know. Episode 20, we in here live. Third week in a row we were recording, you feel me? I'm juiced about that. It's for lit. real, for real. It's hella lit. Three weeks in a row recording like that, that is that is smooth, you feel me? Do you think we're saturating the market? How often do podcasts drop? I mean, I think both of us don't really pay attention too much to what other people are doing podcast-wise, if we're being honest, but... Yeah, so that's what I'm saying, because we don't want to saturate the market. We don't want niggas to get tired of hella black, you know? Yeah, but so, I heard, I've heard i had people reaching out saying like they're appreciating the content, the more consistent content, you feel me? Yeah. So I feel like last time it was, well, in the we past- We ain't going to drop been, this one this week. Yeah, in we the past, we've been, we've been hella sporadic. But if you're a Patreon, if you're a Patron, you feel me, you're going, and you subscribe for this, you're going to get this early, you feel me? So tap in with our Patreon, you feel me? Oh, it's excuse me. Definitely, you feel me? That's how we grow- so we hella need support. We need hella support on Patreon.com slash HellBlackPod. So tap in with that. We got hella extended episodes, exclusive content up there, $5 a month. Even if you can't contribute $5, $1, you feel me? You know, that makes a difference. So, you know, especially if you're white, don't listen to our shit for free. <laughs> that shit is not allowed, even though I can't do shit about it. That shit is not allowed. I'm trying to I'm trying to plug <laughs> some, some other podcasts right now. So fuck with uh, Delight Skin Berry. D A L I T E S K I N B E R R Y. Um, you can find them on fucking. I don't know if you can find them on a podcast app, but you can for sure find them on SoundCloud. Just type in the light skin berry, and then also, um, shout out to my nigga Logan. His um Logan Murdoch Logan Murdoch podcast will be dropping July tenth. That's the first episode. I'm sure this podcast will be out by then, so you'll be able to get that plug. Shout out my nigga. It's one of the best. Young um, sports journalist out there out of Oakland, and I'm excited. He put me on a lot when I was a journalist, so I'm um, excited to see what he comes up with. I know it's gonna be a lot of dope content on there. So y'all fuck with them podcasts. Make sure y'all tap in. And they all black too. You feel yep. me? Yep. Like, yep. Yep. Supporting black podcasters. You feel me in this thing? Cause you gotta support us, bro. Like straight like that. I mean. Support I, us if we're doing good shit. Don't just yeah. support us because we black. If we was on some foul <laughs> talking out, you know, yeah. you know, These, talking out the yeah. side of our neck type shit. The podcast that we're plugging um, are by some pretty good folks. I would like to think so. I know Whitney's, who is the host of the Light, the Light Skin Berry Pod. She's so dope. That's my older cousin. And I know she's pumping out some heat. And I got a lot of um, faith and high expectations for Logan's for Logan's podcast. So yeah, y'all fuck with them. So, I also wanted to shout out uh, It's Walela. Um They had a dope ass Spit Justice event. So go tap in with them. They also have a fundraiser coming up too, um, a fuck cancer fundraiser in LA. So tap in with their IG. They got the uh, GoFundMe out as well. So go support them. You feel me? So we got a good episode in store today. You know, but before we talk about what's on our episode, like us on SoundCloud. Repost that shit, you feel me? A like, you feel me? Follow us. It's it's simple. Follow us on IG at HellBlackPod at uh, HellBlackPod on Twitter as well. You feel me? Real easy. No real, telling. Real support. Yeah, fuck with it. Support us. There's no telling what this podcast is going to manifest into and grow into because I just know like we're two of the most creative people that I know in different facets. So I'm like, you know, this podcast can be a fucking vehicle for some who knows this to turn into and like y'all supporting it to give y'all a chance to grow with us and you know, be a part of something great. Hashtag Hell Black Podcast. Use that shit, you feel me? Tag us and shit. We'll repost it, you feel me? So shout out to everybody who's been showing us love, you feel me? So what we 
What we finna talk about? Episode 20, man. Yeah. Episode 20. It's, we it's two 20, decades yeah. in this Is thing, that like man. a big... I feel yeah. like 20 is... It's, it's not a prime number, but it's an important number, right? Like, yeah. it's like a number that... I don't know if it symbolizes anything, but like 20, I feel like it's like a statement. You know, like yeah. then we recorded 20 episodes. Like, you know, we had that first episode, took a hiatus, <laughs> a year hiatus, yeah. <laughs> then came back and we've had 20 episodes this year. I don't, yeah, or I don't like know. Like 19 episodes this year, bro. Yeah, I don't know if I would have saw us getting to 20 episodes. Like if we would have, like when we first started planning this out, I know we talk about this all the time. Like, oh, we had no idea to be like this, but like, nigga, I didn't know what 20 episodes would look like for us. Nigga, I didn't know what five would look like, especially after we took that long ass break. Yeah, I'm like, when it was like the podcast wasn't something that we kind of talked about. But then we made, you know, it's those damn neoliberals and people was fucking with it. We was just talking our shit, like, <laughs> and we still are just, you know, shooting the shit. Yeah, for real, having difficult conversations, good conversations, and really just trying to provide accessible political education for the people. You feel yeah, me? Facts. Like it's. It ain't always easy to just read a book. Like people are like, oh, pick up a book, I'll read that book. You feel me? Yeah. But it's you know, some people don't have access some people to don't, books. Some yeah. people can't read books, or some people can't see. To some even, people you know? don't have the time yeah. as well. You know what I'm saying? This podcast shit is something that you can just do on the go. Like yeah. when, when I do tap in the podcast, it's some shit that I do like on the Bart, which is like our train system out here in the Bay Area. But yeah, it's like when I'm on when I'm on the train or when I'm like walking somewhere. Like reading is not that accessible I feel like as a nigga who tries to read a lot like I yeah. don't read as much as I used to but like even within the last month when I'm like okay I'm gonna make more time for reading like that shit is hella hard and a lot of black writers shit, also a privilege my nigga yeah have that it much is free a privilege to have that much free time to just bust yeah, open the book yeah let me just open this book today and just yeah. sit and read but I had a 10 hour shift I have potentially two kids at home I gotta take care of some shit like yeah. you know what I'm saying you never like, know someone's situation like right. reading is like something that you really gotta make time for for the podcast you know on your way to work you can put it in you feel me yeah if your kid's in the car, you could put it in. You know, they're going to learn something. Facts. <laughs> Facts. I feel like this is safe for kids to listen to. We don't really... We just be cussing. Yeah, we curse a lot. Yeah. A lot. I know I curse but I know these little-ass kids be cursing and shit, too. Yeah, I got siblings. Like, younger <laughs> siblings. My little brother is fucking seven. Like, that nigga be cursing yeah. his ass off. And they, he ain't learned that shit from me. I don't care what nobody say. Right. <laughs> so they probably already know that shit. They didn't learn it from Bro, I used to curse podcast. hella much in school. Like, oh, yeah. I, I thought I got suspended, like, first day for cursing. <laughs> No lie, bro. I used to curse. Well, as Dwincy cursing, I used to curse a lot, bro. Nigga, turn your phone off, nigga. Bro, it's on. First of all, it's on. Do not disturb. <laughs> but you know, I got the phone unlocked so I can see like the fucking outline for the episode. Hopefully, people don't hear that you, vibration. Bro. I know your shit be on ring. That's that fast shit. Nigga, I don't trust nobody who keep their phone on ring. My shit's on. Do not disturb. My shit still be ringing. I don't know what the fuck. I, Apple. Because if, if somebody calls you two, twice in a row, it'll go through. But even if, I got a text message from you and that shit. Because your phone was unlocked. Oh. If your phone is unlocked, it'll, it'll, make, yeah, it'll make the noise still. Your phone got hey, unlocked. See, I'm getting educated right now on this podcast. Political education. There you go. At its finest. You fuck, know, fuck Apple, though. <laughs> you, you know what's wild, bro? Like, I was thinking about, I guess, like, kind of to provide some context on, like, what, what, we, what we'll be speaking on in this episode. I was just thinking, like, I feel like the last, I feel like sometimes with this podcast, we can, like, block, box ourselves in on, like, what political education, or I mean, like, political education is, like, a kind of, like, a... Like a, um, like a kind of a buzzword. Yeah, but not, not even a buzzword. But like, like it is what it is. Like you know, like yeah. this is like when you provide political education. There's like definitely like a definition of like what topics you're gonna talk about, right? Right. But I feel like with us as people, we're not just like strictly niggas that are like dap, like you know, just like super indulged in the politics. You know what I'm saying? Like we're like kind of like more well rounded. Like I feel like we have a holistic approach. Yeah. To shit, it's not yeah. just like read socialism. Yeah. Read. <laughs> but I feel like yeah, when read you, a Marxist take. Like it ain't just fa- you know facts. Yeah. It's on some like regular daily shit because the I mean your daily life is political, 
but you know, yeah. not to get hella deep into it, but like everything, everything is political, you know. Yeah, and I just feel like sometimes, like when you use a, a word or like terms like political education, then it could be like kind of boxed in. And I'm like, damn, I don't want our podcast to be limited on like the topics and shit that we can talk about. You know, we talked about that before. Like, damn, we want to make sure we have like a wide variety of topics that we're talking about. Yeah, and I just get too caught up in like you know only talking on, or only getting caught up in other people's definition of political education. Excuse but I think, me. yeah. Yeah, no, I feel what you're yeah. saying. So that's why I'm, like, more so juiced about this episode, because I'm like, damn, it's a chance for us to, like, kind of speak vaguely on things. Well, not even vaguely. I, uh, vaguely is not the word I'm looking for, but it's it's an opportunity for us to just, like... Touch a different topic. Yeah, touch a different topic, not really something that's, you know... Uh, well, all things are kind of... Not sustained. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I but, think, like... Yeah, like we trying to talk about like meditation and shit. Yeah, and just like, you know, joy and mental health and all these things. And it's like things where you don't have to, I don't know, we could just have like a much deeper conversation. Um, I don't know if deeper is what I'm looking for. But like, I don't know, I feel like a different emotional attachment to this episode. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like we could I, give a historical approach or we could just talk about how we feel. Like based like, on, you know like sometimes like, I, like, <laughs> I like when we have the moments where we can like kind of just speak from our experience right. and put like, you know. Yeah, put our experience into the things that we're talking about. Like, yeah. what, what our last episode, we talked about, like, the um, separation of families. You know, like, that was just, like, I felt like it was, like, more of, like, a class sometimes. Well, I don't know. I feel like we, all of our podcasts leave room for, like, you know, um, dialogue. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was definitely, we came with a lot more, like, historical. Yeah, just, like, teaching folks. Teaching, you know, yeah. about the system and shit. Which, but, even when you can teach, you can't offer, you can still, like, lay the foundation and create spaces for dialogue but i feel like with a topic like this like the ones we're going to talk about today i feel like definitely it's going to be one of those things that just like really like hits triggers people but like in a way that like it's, it's a good trigger and like want to start like um like our last mental health episode right like the mental health check-in that was like one yeah. of those things that really created dialogue and people were like tapping in and give give them a chance to express themselves yeah and that's what i'm hoping this, now that was yeah for sure that was especially, dope. yeah that was dope just having people especially like you know, some young black man coming up to me like, hey, bro, I really appreciate you talking about mental health. Like, sometimes we just don't talk about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Especially, like, this whole idea of a man card and shit. Like, you you soft or something that you, you know, are going through a mental health. You know, or, yeah. having, or, or feeling, you know, anxiety or depression. Facts. You know, that makes you less of a man, right? Yeah, I just really want Hella Black to continue to be a fucking space where we just speak on all things around black shit. You know? Yeah. Like that's, that's really what I want. Yeah. In around life and all that shit. So I think we should also talk about the breakfast program since we just we had that bre the breakfast program yesterday. Yeah. And now we're in the studio recording. It's, it's like the first thing, first thing I've done today. <laughs> yeah. The breakfast program was it was super lit. I enjoyed that. Um, it felt different just because you know we didn't post up at our the spot that we've been posting at for the last year. Like that's nuts. Then like that little encampment over on Twenty Seventh and Northgate, which is like if you follow either one of us, like we were like kind of organizing to at least support the houseless folks that were being evicted the best way that we can. Um, yeah, which is, for those that don't know, it's illegal to evict houseless folks in California without giving them a place to go. It's so just like some backstory on that whole situation, like fucking Libby Shaft and the, um, Libby Shaft was like, and the way that they were presenting it in the media was and like, For those okay, of you who don't know Libby Shaft, she's the mayor of the Oakland, the mayor of Oakland. Yeah, so for those that, that don't know, like when they were evicting these, these, encamp these, um, these encampments, they were saying, that they were moving these people, they were doing it so that they can get these people into the tough watersheds. Right. Is that what that's, they're the called? The tough sheds. The yeah. tough sheds, yeah. The tough sheds. And um, 
Nigga, the tough sheds weren't even ready when they were evicting the people. And nope. they didn't have... A, and, like, they had already had a selected list of people, right, that they were going yep. to provide Some people who weren't even to. from that camp that yeah. they were evicting. So it was like, for one, what they were doing was totally illegal, but the way that they were masking it in the media was like, we're doing it so that we can move them into these tough sheds, but the tough sheds weren't even ready yet. Right. So, so Libby Schaff and the mayor's office, they had all their propaganda yeah, about, was, oh, why this so is fine. good and, you know... But it's essentially like a concentration camp. I know we talked about it previously on another episode. Yeah. It's like, it's gated. There's 24-7 security. It's like two people to a shed, and they use, like, collective punishment methods as well. Like, turning off all the water if people are, like, you know, not abiding of, by the rules. What or kind of shit is Turning that? off the electricity if people aren't abiding by the rules. Yeah. So, like, it's it's foul. It's like, in a lot of ways, it's a concentration camp in the middle of the hood. Yeah. It's another form. It's like... Another form of a jail. It's a jail for poor people. And you hear people say, like, well, it's you better know? out than being on the street. To who? These, like, really? Is that what we're saying? Like, Because if you listen to the people, they're like, nah, I'd rather be out, you know? Yes. I'd rather be out. If you're listening there. to the people that you claim to want to help and serve, they will tell you exactly what they need. Right. And they're not fucking with those tough shits. But, yeah. So, basically, the reason why we're not over on 27th and Northgate anymore is because the main encampments that we were serving over there. They got, all got evicted. They all got evicted, which is illegal, once again. Um, but yeah, so yesterday we set up on 23rd at MLK first, which was like pulling up there and like seeing everybody in different space. It kind of like felt weird. You know, it just felt different. You know, like I know we still got the, we still, I don't know if we fed more people, but I know we had three different encampments. I know we got the, like our te- our intent was still there and we still got to do what we were intended to do. You know, we, we fed people, we still connected with the people, but it was Close just, people, hygiene yeah, packs. It was just know. wild to not be in the same space we've been doing for like the last year. It felt. Yeah, it felt, I mean, it hurt, I, I guess it made me sad, really, yeah. just, you know, walking past and just seeing, like, you know, because, like, seeing the people that we built relationships with, yeah. you know, they're not there anymore, you know, like, to me, those people are my neighbors. Like, I don't you even know, know we don't even know where some of them are, like, yeah. not all of them got put into that tough shit. Right, so it's shits. like, I see a few people that, you know, we used to see, which is cool, but, yeah. you know, it's definitely sad walking past there and knowing that, like, you know, that was people you know that was, there was a community there and then it's been facts bro moved and like, that's, that was that's a, a part of gentrification yeah, too so it's like people's rent is raised so high yeah. as much as 100 percent in certain areas in oakland people getting evicted you feel me like and then they're on the street and then they build these communities in the streets you know and then they're evicted again because of gentrification because it's a quote-unquote eyesore and it's a quote-unquote issue you know for the new people you know the techies you know, that's that's essentially what it is. Like, remember we were standing there and we saw those white folks come out the house, mm-hmm. like these are the white folks that are calling the police on them. Like right. these are the white folks that are complaining. These are the white folks that, that see zero letters to yeah. you know Libby Shaft. These are the white folks that see zero humanity from it. That see zero humanity in these houseless folks. You got to think about it. Who who's bruh from San Francisco that like pulled out that gun on the, on the houseless people and that he was lighting their tents and stuff on fire? He owns the new parish. He also owns um. Brick and mortar, I think, in San yeah. Francisco. He owns a couple of venues, mm-hmm. bro. But it's like, you never hear stories of black folks terrorizing. At least I haven't heard of them in the Bay Area. I haven't heard of stories of black folks terrorizing these houses, folks. It's always white people. Hell no. Nah. It's, it's always it's, it's white black people. people out there helping people. S- serving them, bro. Serving them. You feel me? Treating people with respect. Treating people like they're the community. It's because so, it is the community. It's you know? so wild, bro. Like, they're not bothering nobody, bro. Like and literally nobody. The thing is, like, if you if you really out there, like, you see how they treat the community. It's like they're out there sweeping the the road. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. Making sure shit is clean. But then a lot of people, 
who aren't from, you know, are might not from that area are just dumb shit. Like construction companies fucking dumping shit out there. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, it's it's such a quote unquote people say it's a mess as well. It's other people making it a mess. Yeah. It ain't the people who live there because they're treating it like it's their home. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Like so yeah, it was just good to be back in, you know, it's a year since we started, almost a year. We started mid July and so to be out there it's like kind of like our year, you know, a year of doing work, you know, feeding over two thousand people. Providing clothes, you feel me? Doing it just out of love, not with any other intention but to help and serve the most vulnerable people. I was so nervous and when we first started, And 95% of bro. them are black. I, yeah, I, I was so nervous when we first started, bro. Like, I was afraid that we wouldn't have the impact that we desired to have. I was afraid that we wouldn't be sustainable. It was, yeah, I have I had a lot of fears and anxieties around it. But like, Shit, me too. Yeah, each moment when we go out there, like, each time we do it, I'm like... Less and less fearful, and I, f- I start to feel more joy, and I start to feel more purpose. Like I met a woman yesterday. I see her all the time out there, but for some reason, I'm just not asking her. Like I literally, I literally see her every time I go out there. Like every yeah, single time, I, I literally. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and I just had, had the chance to talk to her. Her name is Joyce, um, and she says she's been living in California for like 55 years, and she came from New Orleans with her with her parents. And it was like, bro, like sixty five years old, like that's my grandma. Like, fact, I have a grandma that's sixty six years old. So it was like, to and this woman is literally on the street, bro. Like, literally on the street. It, yeah, it was. Again, I know we say this a lot, like, bro, that could be any one of us, like, and that could be. Any one of our family members. Yeah, it could bro. Be. Like, I've seen people out there who's like, who's like, I've seen people I went to school with out there. Like, I've seen people who I went to school with their older siblings. Like, I've you know, I've seen them out there, bro. It's it's wild, and I think. The work that we do, it's the kind of work that can lead to more empathy. And you know, the empathy goes a lot further than sympathy will when, in terms of serving people and wanting to see better situation for folks, you know? Because you feel more like, I feel like the way we approach the work, we approach it out of love, too. Yeah. You know, like we approach like, hey, how you doing, fam? And understanding. Yeah. It's all good. We got you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to get you fed. We got some clothes, you know? It's like, for us, when we're out there, it's, it's just showing, showing love. I feel like that. It's one of the purest form of love. Yeah. Really just being out there serving the community and being there for people, you know? Yeah. And that's that's that that's your politics. That's your principle. Like I don't give a fuck how well you can regurgitate Karl Marx, nigga. Like what is your principle in daily life, nigga? Yeah. Facts. <laughs> so I, Yeah, it's we we're at a point now. I mean, I don't know what it was like being an organizer in the in the sixties and shit, like you're in the civil rights movement. But we at a point right now where it's just like folks can can talk themselves into spaces folks can talk themselves into being perceived as a certain light folks can post themselves into being perceived in a certain light you know like but it's like what are you really doing bro? what are you really doing it's like people forget social media you craft it yourself so you're allowing a person to see whatever they want about you but you could be hiding multiple things about you and perception is folks reality right yeah so people are you know creating themselves as these and branding themselves as these, like, oh, I am this activist, but nigga, nobody even know you in your own community. Or it's like, nigga, like, you'll see a motherfucker that's a, a activist or whatever, or organizer, but then you put them in spaces when you're around young folks, when you're around, you feel me, um, folks that have been in prison, folks that have been in jail, you put them around the house, the houseless, and they're super uncomfortable. Hella uncomfortable. You can, you, like, you can see, like, oh, these motherfuckers is uncomfortable. You feel what I'm saying? Like, they, like... I be rocking in any of those spaces. I just think like, because yeah. niggas didn't really spend time around those people. And niggas like have those people in their family. Like, right. they, you know, you could just, yeah, man, we living in a time where it's, it's, it's a, 
It's people, a weird time to be a fucking organizer and an activist or someone that wants to be a community leader just because you can get away with so much and that shit is like damn near fetishized at this point too. And it's like it's a lot of these nonprofits I feel like have really just colonized activism and organizing in a lot of ways where it's now like, oh yeah, I got a job at a five hundred one C three and this is this is my work and this is that and it's a whole you know not saying all nonprofits you know what I'm saying but it's like or but, all people who work in nonprofits but it's like the majority of them though because I work at one. And, like, I don't really see, you know, my colleagues really in the field like that. I like, especially not like I am. Not, not like, trying to boast or brag or nothing like that. But, you know, like, I, we try to be, like, people of our word, you know, and not to be, mm-hmm. like, the people, like. Not looking down on people. Yeah, definitely not looking down on people. But there are some folks who, like, speak as if, like, they really want to do these things. Like, they are doing them. But, like, their actions not matching their words. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do I These look resume like? activists. Yeah, like, what do I look like saying, like, you know, I want to serve the people. Then when I get up, like, that's just like yesterday if I told, when I told you, like, Brian Colabi, I just got back at 4 a.m. I'm hella tired. Like, I might not be out there to 11. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, it's good. We we got you. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it's you know? like, bro, like, I need to pull up if I'm gonna be saying I'm you know like I'm trying to do these things you know what I'm saying like yeah. I need to pull up definitely not saying like not put like my you know putting my health or whatever on the back burner but like you know like really just doing the things that I say I'm gonna do especially if I have the opportunities to do them like I feel like it's folks who say they want to be leaders they want to organize they you know they want to do these things but when given opportunities they're not doing them at all and then they also like boasting and bragging as if they really are leaders of their community I mean to to be a leader and to be Especially in this system of white supremacy, it, it takes sacrifices. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's important to have self care. It's important to, you know, have different strategies, but also, like, there's sacrifices that you do have to make. You know, I mean, like, this shit does come at the expense of certain things. I ain't finna lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we still try to find joy in the midst of it all. We Definitely, still try to find you know, good time. Take the time for self care, but like, the fact, there, the fact remains, like, you do have to make sacrifices in this work. But it's, I don't know, something that I noticed, especially, you know, being in a lot of, formerly being in a lot of student organizing spaces, you know, when I was in, like, the BSU and doing shit like that, it's like, I feel like in a lot of these college organizing spaces, it's like, oh, I'm at capacity. Like, oh, self-care and, like, self-care and has kind of been co-opted in a way. Like, where it's like, oh, co-opted is a cop-out. And I don't want people to misconstrue my words and saying, oh, I'm anti-self-care. But it's been like almost weaponized and like, oh, self-care, oh, self-care, oh, capacity, oh, capacity. Like, yeah, like there's a difference between like, you know, like self-care and literally just putting off things in the name of self-care. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like self-care is very real. Like, yo, like there's been times where I'm like, yo, nigga, I cannot do this today for whatever reasons. Like, yo, I cannot be here. It's really going to be detrimental to myself and the people that I'm aiming to serve. Right. But some motherfuckers just be like, oh, I can't do this today. Nigga, and they know that self care is is, a, is an easy cop out. Like, oh, I just you know, I, I'll tell them I'm feeling this type of way, so that way they won't hold it against me. But it's like, nah, fam, like, you really catting. Yeah, <laughs> you really, you just faking right now. Not faking in the sense of like faking your emotions, but like you really just putting off the work. Or just rather be doing some shit else. Yeah. You know, like I woke up at fucking nine thirty. I'm like, okay, I'm up. I don't feel. I ain't gonna do shit but lay here. I can see if I was like, you know, like just like dead tired and couldn't get out the bed. Like, nigga, obviously my body's up. Let me take my ass outside. <laughs> Honestly, the day of the breakfast program, yeah. I was tired as fuck. There was hella shit going on the other day. Like, I was hella tired, distressed in yeah. a lot of ways. And I'm like, I woke up like eyes, bro. Like, it was hard to even open my eyes. My shit was just heavy, you know. But I'm like, all right, you know, I gotta, I gotta do it, you know. But yeah. also, I think too. For me, this work, 
is a form of self-care too because I know for myself it can I be hate, for sure it yeah. can be and it can't be but it also is like it's something that fulfills me mm-hmm. so if I feel like if I'm not doing this you know or if I'm not feeling like I'm making some form of change I just be hella angry I feel like you know yeah. what I'm saying like I feel like I have to at least be doing something to try to try to make changes you know what I'm saying so f- for me the work is you know, if I wasn't doing it, if I wasn't doing some form of the work, you know, and I'm not just saying it looks like I'm not defining the work as just only working with houseless people. Like there's many different ways to be an organizer. You know, we need healers. We need all these different types of, you know, movement builders. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just sometimes is I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought, I feel like. But you just got to do it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Because it's to sustain you. Otherwise, for me, I'm just like, I can't drive by this. I'm going to get hella angry. Oh, shit. I'm going to smash on these people just because, like, I'm I'm mad as fuck. Like, you know? Yeah, facts. (laughs) So... We can we can step into something lighter though. Let's um we were supposed to start off with Black yeah. Joy, but, but shout out kinda, to People's Breakfast. Kind of went off on the tent. Shout out know, to all the volunteers, all bro. The volunteers, we had some of your students out there. That was dope. Yeah, and, and I really feel like we starting to become a family, bro. Like we went to so I'm a kind of transition into Black Joy now. So we went to um halftime after the after the breakfast program. For those that don't know, halftime is a sports bar in Oakland on 14th. Um, Fuck, that's 14th, right? But I don't know. It's on 14th. So it's on 14th. I don't know what the what the cross street is. Is that Webster? No, I don't know. But it's on 14th. Y'all will find it. Just type in Halftime Sports Bar. <laughs> it's my favorite bar. In, it's my favorite bar, too. In the Oof. Bay Area. I love 938. For those that don't know, 938 is a restaurant in Albany um, in the Bay Area. But, yeah, we went to Halftime afterwards. And that shit was so lit. They have an event on Sundays called Trap Brunch. The shit is nuts, bro. And it's like the real, like, it... People will be naming shit like trap yoga, trap brunch. It's a real trap brunch and it's not problematic. Yeah, the, the shit. <laughs> it's, the shit. it's a real open spot. Yeah, like <laughs> It's so lit, bro. I had so much fun. And we uh, took like all our fucking volunteers in there and we got fucking turned. <laughs> we got lit, no lie. But it was just so many beautiful black people in the building. They was playing hella music. It was Man, we had so dancing. much Hennessy, bro. It was smacking, yeah. bro. You know, my big ass, was on da- uh, big ass on the speaker man, <laughs> dancing and shit. That shit was, it was so fun. That's it's like, I would say like that brought me joy. For sure, just yesterday I was on a. I I had a really good day yesterday after being out in the field working with the people, and then going over to um halftime and chilling with the volunteers and all the folks from the community and just in the community. She was people, lit, bro. You know, that she, was that she was, was a so good lit. time. What about you? What, what I mean, that was for sure a Black Joy moment. Um, I don't know what. I don't, I can't think of anything else at the top of my head right now. I might have another one that brought me some black jewels. Because I was going to use halftime, but yeah. what else <laughs> that was a mutual one. Yeah. I went to Reno this weekend with my cousin for his show. She was smacking. Reno really is the world's biggest little city. <laughs> Bro, I went inside this <laughs> casino, nigga. That shit was huge. I'm for like, real? what the fuck? Yeah. The, the, I ain't never been to Reno the like Grand that. Grand Sierra Resort, I think is what it's called. Grand Sierra. Shit. And that shit was lit, bro. But let's yeah. not give them free advertisement though. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta pay up. They're probably owned by Trump or some shit. <laughs> some problematic white. But yeah, that shit was smacking. That shit was hella fun. Reno is like a little turned up city. They love hip hop music too out there. It was hella lit. So yeah, Reno and the breakfast oh, program. Yeah. Breakfast program. I went to LA too for a few days. That was cool. Right around Santa Monica. Uh riding my bike, right we rented some bikes and shit, right you know, riding yeah. that on the beach. Just good to get out the bay for a little bit, you feel me? Get into a different environment and just sat outside for a little bit, meditated and shit. So it was cool. Just I felt uh, recharged a little bit. Sometimes you got to get away, especially like I ain't never left the bay. I've lived here, my, you know? Mm-hmm. So like it's just 
it gets the same, I guess you could say. But uh, yeah, definitely being in L.A. like that was that was cool for a few days. Different culture down there. Shout out to L.A. I got oh, mixed feelings. Spit justice. Spit that justice was the was poetry cool. event you yeah. went to. Yeah, you was talking so about that. Tapping with that. That shit was cool. Just to be down there and uh, link up with some comrades down there and shit. And then you know I seen that nigga Logan there too. It was hella funny. Yeah. Like <laughs> so yeah, that was a cool black toy moment. I have mixed emotions about L.A. Ooh, I could go on tangents. I don't want to. I don't want to. I read a funny ass tweet the other day that was like, somebody said, let's set up an LA versus the Bay brawl. And a nigga quote tweeted it from the Bay. It was hella funny. He was like, uh, LA niggas be fighting all the time. We shoot a lot of niggas up here. I don't think that'll work well in our favor. <laughs> <laughs> and bro was right. Like, LA niggas like come out the womb fighting. Like, the niggas always fighting, bro. Like, them niggas be squabbling. Bay niggas be shooting too much for me. Like, they had that fight at the Bay Area Twitter link up party and shots just ended up happening at the like <laughs> nigga like Bay Area parties always gets like ba- niggas in the Bay can't do why do niggas shoot up shit in the Bay I don't get it niggas wasn't even shooting that shit niggas just shooting in the in air in the air Bay Area niggas love shooting in the air god damn that's why I was tweeting I was like they need to make fireworks illegal in the Bay Area so niggas so it stop fucking raining bullets cause yeah. niggas just you hear AK rounds going off, shotguns going off, nigga. Just cause, fucking like, sick. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to diss LA because I'm sure we have a lot of listeners from LA. I just when I when I say I have mixed emotions about LA or mixed feelings about about LA, it's because like I think the the, the, the I do spend time in black spaces when I'm out there. That's just getting hella gentrified too. But for the most like the last year or whatever, the most times I've been going down there has been associated with music yeah. and it's been like I've been staying in Hollywood, and that shit is just so superficial, bro. Like. I can only do that shit in like small increments, like maybe like two or three days at a time. By the third day, I'm like, bro, I'm, I gotta get detached from this shit. Yeah, like it's so. It's I mean, so that's that's the LA we talking about. We talking about the like that Hollywood yeah. type of culture, you know? Because that Spit Justice event, it was cool. Like it, it felt like hood. a yeah. It was yeah. in the it was a Lamar, Lamar Park or some shit. Yeah, Lamar Park. Lamar Park. Yeah. Um, so that shit was cool. Just hella black folks. You feel me? It felt chill. I felt. I felt like I was at an event in Oakland. Type yeah, shit. for sure. So that shit was cool. But I love the that, black people from culture. LA. Yeah, I love the black people from LA, but I it's the white LA I don't fuck with. That shit is so uppity. Yeah. I hate it, bro. And you feel like kind of this need to fit in and like flex and shit or like to prove your worth. At least I have felt like or that's crossed my mind. I don't think I've done it, but yeah, shout out to all the black folks from LA. You talked about meditation, so I think that's a good point for us to like switch over to that topic for this. Yeah. At this point in the podcast. Meditation I would say between, I had always been on game about meditation, just from like, you know, being a fake yogi back in the day. I used to go to yoga <laughs> to the people all the time in Berkeley. Namaste. Y'all should fuck with Namaste, them. Namaste, my nigga. Yeah. Yoga to the people is actually a free yoga spot in Berkeley on Shattuck between, is that Center? I think Center and Austin. Between Center and Austin. It's kind of by I'm going to say Center and University, uh, nigga. Yeah. <clears throat> this shit is so dope, bro. Like, they do it. It's, a, it's donation based. But like, if you came in with your own mat, they wouldn't, you know, they would ask you to donate if you can, but they're not going to press you over it. Um, but that's a yoga spot that you should fuck with, especially if you're a beginner. I don't know. When I, when I was early on in my yoga shit, like that's where I was going. Um, but like, so that was like my first introduction to meditation. But then like recently, you and Raj have been talking about Headspace. Yeah, that and, nigga put me on. Yeah, that's that's when I've been diving into that. So I think now I'm at like 50 days straight of meditation. Yeah. And I, I be fucking with Headspace. Yeah. Like they ain't paying us to say this shit, Damn, but it's. Right. I'm I mean, we're not really 66 days of meditating. I mean, yeah, they didn't pay us to promote this, but, like, in, in the name of, like, care and wanting to see other people that deal with anxiety and depression, you know, like, escaping that for a little bit, I'm going to plug them niggas. Fuck it. I, I don't know no other way to meditate. I've only been tapped in with Headspace, so I'm going to go ahead. I mean, hopefully these niggas pay up 
For so. real. Headspace, headspace, tap the fuck in with us. We're giving you some fucking free promotion. Some namaste shit, nigga. Namaste, nigga. <laughs> tap the fuck in. But yeah, nah, meditation. I've been fucking with meditation for a minute. Like, I, in football, you know, I went to De La Salle. Like, it's a very, for those who don't know, it's like a very famous football school, right? Um, so I played football there, and we had, like, one of our coaches did, like, sports psychology. So, like, every Wednesday, he'd lead us through guided meditations mm-hmm. and, like, just to, like, focus and to think about, like, being your best self in the classroom and in the field. So, like, I was fucking with that back then. And it would also be a good way, you know, when you're tired, you're playing football or, you know, playing rugby to meditate to get your breath back. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was introduced to, to it through sports. But then I started dealing with, like, more and more anxiety. And I used to listen to some, like, YouTube meditations and shit like that, some guided meditations on YouTube. But... Since fucking with Headspace, since it's guided, like, that shit hell helps me. Yeah. Like, so if I'm feeling anxious, I'll, sometimes I'll just do, like, the two-minute one because, like, a 10-minute meditation feels, like, too much. So mm-hmm. I'll start with that, you know, kind of, like, the first shot, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do that, and then I'll hit another one for, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just, like, a two-minute one. It'll balance me out, you yeah. know? So that I would say fuck with it just because, like, for me, it provides me a, a deeper sense of clarity. Yeah. You know, it helps my anxiety. They have like anxiety packs. They have a pack for like depression, like being more productive, different things. Stress like, in general. They got ones for creativity. They got like meditations for when you're walking down the street. That's the one I tap in a lot, tap with, tap in with a lot just because I walk so much. I fuck with that one. Excuse me. I think also the, I deal with anxiety a lot just from, uh, I don't know if I'm, I wouldn't call myself an overthinker, but like I kind of get too detached to my thoughts. And you know, the brain, like that shit. I, it's too many thoughts in a day for for you to get consumed and get caught up in with, right? So, like, yeah. they have this technique called noting where mm-hmm. you just let thoughts come and go. And that's helped me a lot of my anxiety because when I have a thought that would trigger, like, will make me anxious, I've learned to just let it come and let it go. Like, I don't really get too attached to my thoughts anymore. And that's what's helped me a lot. Because I remember I used to have a fear of, like, okay, when I would, like, read on anxiety and, like, read on, like, the power of thoughts, like, read on, like, overthinking or getting caught up in your thoughts, it would say just let your thoughts come and go. And I read a book back in the day called... um the Joy of Living Dangerously. It's written by Osho or whatever. And they were talking about like not getting caught up in your thoughts. The, well, the writer was talking about not getting caught up in your thoughts, letting the thoughts come and go. And I used to be afraid that if I like didn't think that I would like kind of lose my mind in a sense. Like I don't know. I, I thought that my like my like, ability, I thought that I would lose my ability to think or some shit. I don't know if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like you feel yeah. okay, like if I'm not in If I'm not thinking, yeah. if I'm not always thinking or if I'm not exploring every single what am thought I gonna that be comes doing? to my mind. Like what like, am I what am I'm like I'm gonna just yeah. be roaming around, but you'll just be, you'll find that like like I don't know, you kinda just like kinda flow with life and like things kinda come to you. And like they say that like even I know it helps me a lot with creativity is because like creativity comes from a place of oneness. Like when you create, you don't you're not thinking. This shit is flowing through you. Right. You know what I'm like think about when you write an article, right? And you hit those modes where that shit is just like flowing. Or even when we mm-hmm. get on this podcast and we get into these moments where we're just like just talking going. and shit like I'm not thinking about what's coming out of my mouth right, right now. It's just coming. So I've like noticed like, okay, I used to have that fear of like, okay, if I stop thinking, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like nigga, I might just lose it. I don't like I don't know yeah. what the fuck's gonna happen. So yeah. The point being that like this med- this meditation stuff has taught me to just like separate my reality and my experience from my thoughts. Like, think about how many thoughts you think. Think about, like, how thoughts get can get, how someone else can project thoughts into your brain, bro. Like, literally, Especially, somebody can say something to you when you, your brain, your subconscious can, like, kind of absorb that. Yeah, I you my shit got no, took off. All right, yeah. Your subconscious can kind of absorb that without you even knowing, bro. Right. And then, you know, like, this, these thoughts are just popping in your head. Yeah. It's wild, Yeah, bro. no, it's, yeah. like, fear, like, or at least anxiety is a fear because it is based on something that, hasn't happened 
right? Yeah, or that has happened. Or has happened like, in the either way, it's not that present. trauma. Yeah, either you know? way, it's not present. It's not currently, you know, right. in reality. Yeah, so it's like, for me, I feel like I have a lot of anxiety. Like, I struggle with, like, PTSD and shit. So, like, for me, just, like, trying to stay in the moment, mm-hmm. that's one thing meditation has taught me. It's like, okay, like, yeah, I'm cool right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, things is cool. Like, okay, I recognize that this thought is coming up, but it's not true right now. Um, Khadijah told me, like, she said... Like, think about, like, the anxiety, like, in your mind as, like, a, a white, a, a racist-ass white person, like, and just, you gotta tell them to fuck off sometimes, like, yeah. leave that shit alone, like, <laughs> and sometimes that helps me, too, just trying to rethink, like, okay, where these words are coming from, you know, or, like, the way I've been conditioned to think, yeah. you know, and just, like, being like, all right, and I'll be, I'll be writing shit down, too, sometimes, I'm like, all right, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm noting, like, I'm really taking actual notes a lot more than, than I used to now. Yeah, like, I'll be trying to also, like... Stay positive, too. It's hard, especially, you know, doing the work that we do. Like, this shit is fucking hard. So, like, one thing I've been doing is trying every day, just, like, writing the day and, like, writing positive shit about the day. Like, hey, I went to the gym. Nigga, I took a shower. I did my hair. You feel me? Like, I did, you know. Facts. Like, I ate food, nigga. I went to Trader Joe's, nigga. Got me some, you know, vegetarian burritos and shit. You feel me? (laughs) Sometimes giving yourselves those, like, little positive reinforcements. That's some shit that's been helpful for me as a late. Bro, like, I feel like the medi- the benefits of meditating are endless, bro. I feel like and everyone's probably going to experience these benefits in different ways. I just I know it's something that I don't want to stop doing. Like I make like it's something I'm consciously making I'm consciously making time for just because I'm like I can see the the benefits. I can see the results like right I can see it, you know? And I feel like through meditation I'm having a new relationship with myself, bro. Facts. Like, and it's Facts. it's like in this world we're taught we're taught to like in a lot of ways, just please everybody else but ourselves, or to like feel like we need to fulfill ourselves in different things, oftentimes material things, you know, especially mm-hmm. the way this society is. So, like, for me, meditation has allowed me to be, become like more comfortable with myself, more intimate with myself and my, and my thoughts, and knowing that, like, okay, it's okay to have these thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like for us, especially like we both play sports, we worked out, mm-hmm. you know, hours and hours a day. Mm-hmm. But how much shit do we, you know, and that's that helps your mind as well. But like, how how often are we training our mind? Because our mind is being programmed in many different ways from you know, TV, whatever the yeah. society. But like, how often are we training our mind to be, you know, or like mental workouts? You know, and yeah. I think meditation in a lot of ways is a form of like working your mind out. In I feel a sense. sharper. Yeah, too, since, I've been, since I've been meditated, like I'm at a lot more peace because some shit has happened. I'm I'll be ready to clap some motherfucking. I hear the headspace nigga in my head, like breathe, reset yourself. But <laughs> facts, some shit happened to me once, and I was just like, you know what? It's not even worth lowering my vibration. Yeah. Like literally, if like if my physical being isn't being threatened, then like I don't really give a fuck what you're talking about right now. Yeah. Like literally, if my physical being isn't being threatened, like if you're not threatening me physically, if you're not causing my physical being harm, then I can kind of ignore the other shit because most of it is just probably just my ego anyway. Cause I used to be popping off a nigga sometimes, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so I mean, meditation has also helped me get it more control of like my own emotions, my own anger, understanding where my anger is coming from too. Cause sometimes you, at least for myself, I'll be I'll be angry at something, mm-hmm. but that isn't the reason why I'm angry. I'm angry because something else. So being able to like meditate and be at peace with my mind and like meditate through things. I'm able to identify, okay, I'm actually angry because this happened when I was 14. That It's a trigger for me. Yeah. I'm not really mad at this person right now. This is just my own shit. Or, oh, this thought I'm having right now, 
I'm thinking this way because of some shit that happened to me when I was 18. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it feels so intense. So I think it's uh, just being vulnerable with yourself. And meditation, it's not easy either, I would say. Yeah, and there's, it's not no one way. To, no correct way to do it. It yeah. just, I think it gets, it makes you get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Cause that, all that shit was, some folks don't like being alone with their mind, bro. That's wild. I know I was like, that's why I used to fear going to bed. Cause I'm like, bro, as soon as I lay down, nigga, everything that I've been being, that like, you know, like throughout your day, there are ways that you can just like kind of like, I guess cope. I don't know if cope is the word I'm looking for, but like, you'll just get caught up in the day to day shit, right? Like, you'll get yeah. so caught up with like working with being around people that you don't really have time to like, that those thoughts from you're not alone, right? Like I, I remember my granny used to tell me, like you know, idle time is a devil's is the is a devil's playground, right? And that's basically just saying, like as soon as you get some time to, where you're alone and you can start thinking, that's when the negative thoughts gonna come up. Um, so yeah, when I used to like lay down for, I used to be so afraid to lay down and go to sleep just because I'm like, fuck, this is where all my anxieties, all my guilt, all my fears are gonna surface. And now it's like, nigga, come on, I lay my ass down. Like, yeah. shit, it's gonna come and it's gonna go. So it's giving me just a. It's it's definitely improved my quality of life for many different reasons, bro. And it's a process too. You know, there's gonna be good days with it. There's gonna be bad days. Like last night, I didn't I did not sleep. Like <laughs> I went to sleep at like five thirty six. You know, but like even though I was up, I was still cool. You know, because I was like, all right, I'm reshaping the way I think about this. Like yeah. before, I'd be like, damn, I'm hella mad. I get angry. I'm like, damn, I can't sleep. I get more anxious. You know, I get angry and mm-hmm. shit. And I'm just like, all right, it's cool. Like I'm, I'm, my mind is up. I'm awake. I'm accepting it. This is who I am. This is, this is it. I'm gonna try to meditate. You know, did a couple of the meditations. Felt chill. Just started cleaning my house up. You know, five thirty, six o'clock. Then I fell asleep. Woke back up at around ten. You know, it'll teach you to go with the flow. But one thing we ain't gonna never just go with the flow with is racism. Cause I see motherfuckers thinking you can, you can't meditate uh, white supremacy away. Let's nah. get that clear. I, you know, I follow hella holistic people, <laughs> and they'd be like, they'd be like, they'd be on some you you pro, you, pro, you projecting this into your your reality. Like, fuck that, nigga. Racism is not something that's projected into your reality, nigga. Let's get that very clear. So, so don't twist our fucking yeah, words and say hella words. black is on some uh, holistic holistic shit where you can meditate racism away. Nah, nigga. Political power still comes out the barrel of a gun. I just might meditate before it. Yeah. I just want <laughs> folks to like, yeah, you know, like. It just sucks because, like, as black, I think as black folks learning and living in a white supremacist society, like our reality can be so limited because we're just so caught up in like we don't want really to get the 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 moments. Whenever you hear somebody talking about like meditation and spirituality, you ain't never hearing no poor black folks talking about that shit, bro. That shit is a privilege, bro. It's always some rich black. It's all like even headspace is a privilege. Cause yeah, because I gotta pay for that, for that shit. Month. You feel what I'm saying? And it's they kind don't of even like, think about also, that. Also, it's probably a white dude. Who created the company and meditation is for show some shit that started in Africa or like India and shit. Yeah. You know, like it's definitely a, a cultural. Yeah. Like, but, but just peep, I don't even, you know. Yeah, but just peep game though. Like, think about, so I follow like, I've seen, um, there, there's a there's a holistic doc um I don't know holistic healer I don't know what what to, what to call the person that I follow and she be dropping gems, but her perspective on like. She's black too, but her perspective on like racism and shit, and like trying to like saying that we project that shit, that's just something I can't get I can't get with. Or like motherfuckers being like, yo, life is like this because of, you know, your your negative vibes. You can't um you can't hide there you there's no vibration that exists for black folks that can raise them above white supremacy. <laughs> like there's there's no vibrational plane that you can you yeah. want, nigga. Ohm ain't gonna trump or what get Trump out of this. Ohm ain't gonna fuck it. Yeah, there's you can't you there's like, no meditation that you can possibly reach that. Should can, I get pulled over? I say namaste, OPD nigga. That nigga don't give a fuck. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't believe that like 
I don't believe that nigga. I don't believe that Tamir Rice wasn't on the white, the right vibrational plane when he was shot and when he was gunned down by police officers. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's kind of like this hotep shit. That like, shit is dangerous. You know, so like, I, I see how like, and I don't want it. motherfuckers to twist our words. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you do have the, I do want, I, I do want more black folks to be able to step into a, you know, a different spiritual place and be able to, you know, um, dissolve the ego. But that shit is a privilege. I know that for a fact. We talking about workshops and shit. We for sure got to host some. Um, I was talking about like programs. We got to do like some people's holistic people's programs or some Ooh, shit, you know? It's yeah. good, bro. It's good. I know the person. I know yeah, the like, person for it. Yeah, like we should do some shit. De- definitely though. So yeah, I just want to make sure that our words don't get co-opted and motherfuckers be like, oh, we can meditate our ways out of the patriarchy and this white supremacist capitalistic society. Nah, that's not what I'm saying at all because I do saying, see some motherfuckers yeah. saying that. But I'm saying if you do have that, if you can make some time for some meditation and some um. That's a form of self-care for us. You know what I'm saying? You know, we talk yeah. about um, making sure that you do self-care and also, like, that balance between like, sacrificing the self-care, but, like, the meditation is how I make up for some of the sacrifices that I make. Especially if you're black. And then if you're black and also organizing, like, I don't know, for me, like, when I first started organizing, this whole notion of self-care wasn't something that I was really familiar with. Like, nigga, it was just like, I'm, you know, especially coming from <coughs> being a former student athlete, like, I just know go, 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 go hard, go hard, but... Eventually, I hit a burnout where I'm like, damn, I'm fucking tired. This shit is, you know, I'm starting to get, like, I felt like activism was also a part of, I don't know, this organizing work was also, like, a part of my depression, too. Mm -hmm. Or, like, getting stuck up in this activism, you know? But I feel like that's why self, you know, this meditation, too, has helped me realize things. Also, sometimes, there's a lot of fucking toxic-ass organizing spaces, and once I freed that shit, I felt a lot different <laughs> about organizing. I see no lies. You y'all, know. y'all tap in with this meditation, man. Y'all, y'all get y'all minds. Bro. For real. Being comfortable with yourself, you know, being comfortable, being alone. I think that's something that is un- can be uncomfortable, right? But, like, learning more and more about yourself and, and your thoughts and your inner mind, you feel me? Like, just being able to uh, have a strong mental clarity, you know, some mind over matter type shit, you know. Facts so, and remember, there's no right way to meditate. But we fuck. I fuck with Headspace. Yeah. They ain't paying me to say it, but it's helped me. So maybe it can help you. But there's there's hell with different meditation guided meditations on YouTube and shit. And also, it's a free ten day trial. So if you don't like it, you ain't gotta pay. So and also, don't forget for the folks in the in the um in the Bay Area, uh, tap in with yoga to the people. It's a free yoga space. They're d- donation based. Um, it's chill It's like a chill yoga too It yeah. ain't like hella You know Handstands and shit and like, yeah. They got beginner level You know yeah. Yoga's a form of meditation too Facts um, So yeah There's one in Berkeley There's also one in San Francisco I don't know where the other one is uh, But I, I know those two Y'all should fuck with it If you can um, Do we wanna get into The extended episode I feel like uh, I feel like that was a That was 46 minutes Of like I feel like some good content Yeah I feel like that was effective I think we should definitely Dive in Yeah so if you want to get on this extended episode, it's, it's on our Patreon, you feel me? We have, we got hella extended episodes up there, you feel me? So, if you fucking with Hella Black, if you fucking with the content we're providing, and you're trying to support us as two black podcasters, as two black people just who give a damn and are doing work for the community, you know, it would be dope as fuck to just, like, be able to just do work for the community full time, and the podcast was making enough money to, you know, for us to survive and, and live okay and live comfortably, you know? Yeah. So it would be cool for that to happen at some point. So definitely fuck with the podcast. You'll hear about, you know, exclusive things that are coming up. We got, you know, we got a dope interview coming out pretty soon. If you if you fuck with the Patreon, you know what I'm talking about. So 
we're going to get get into this Hello Black exclusive podcast, patreon.com slash hellblackpod. Thank you all for supporting us. Like it on SoundCloud. Tap into our iTunes. Subscribe. You feel me? Give us a five-star review. If it ain't a five-star review, don't give us a review. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get on to this extended episode.